Hi, and welcome back to the Beauty of You podcast. In this episode, Becky Feely, author of Hashtag Impact, will be joining us. I met Becky working in cosmetics nine years ago. She has been my coworker, my friend, boss, and mentor, all in that time frame. We will talk all about activating your impact, from the highs to the lows and everything in between. Whether you are in between jobs, loving your job, or just dream of doing something bigger, this episode is for you. You will love hearing Becky's story and even some of her favorite beauty tips. So let's get started. Okay, everyone. So I am so excited to share that Becky Feely, author of Hashtag Impact, is here today. Now, Becky is a 20-year veteran of the cosmetic retail industry. She's worn so many different hats and literally (laughs) worked from every point of view. She has pushed through major life challenges that have really helped shape who she is today. And she's always worked hard to overcome any obstacle in front of her. But more than that, she truly believes that beauty starts with finding purpose and fulfillment in your own life. So I'm so excited to introduce Becky. And Becky, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, yes. So thanks, Kayla. This is such an honor to be here today. So I'm super excited about your podcast. I love your introductory podcast. I get so much out of it myself. So I'm excited about your journey too. So congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A little bit about myself. You know, I, like you said, I've been in the cosmetic retail industry for uh, 20 years. And I started out in retail at Abercrombie & Fitch when I was 16 years old. I met my husband there. And uh, I've just been like a retail warrior, you know, uh, ever since I was 16, I think. I have three kids. That's really important for all the viewers to know. I have twin boys. They're 12. And I have a little girl. She is 10. So Noah, Patrick, and Adriana. Uh, Today they started remote learning for school, which is a big deal for me and a life change for them as well. Um, I've been married for, it'll be 16 years this year. Uh, and you know, I'm just an advocate, I think for the retail industry and for the teams that are, uh, on the front lines of, you know, this retail service experience for, for customers. So, and I've been everything from store management to beauty advisor, counter manager, uh, uh, trend show speaker. I would do, you know, speaking some shows for a while. I did that for um, a couple of seasons, and now I am a cosmetic executive and an author. <laughs> and an author. <laughs> so I remember when I first met you. It's almost ten years ago. If not, it's already been ten years. But I remember when I first go. met you. You had yeah. just had your twin boys, I think. Oh gosh, yeah. You, yeah, and you were working like <laughs> part-time and you were showing me how to like 
follow up with customers and showing me how to do trend shows and stuff. I, oh my gosh, we had um we had our like jacquard like uniform skirts with a with a checker kind of design on them. The navy. Yes, I loved those, and you were yeah. like this thick uh, sort of material. But we oh, I thought they were so cute. Like, oh, so it's funny. Just uniform, and I, yeah, I was working Monday nights. I think that's what it was. I was working uh, just Monday nights, sometimes a Saturday, but strictly Monday nights. That's all I could do back then, having the boys. So little. Um, Monday nights, but I felt, I still felt so connected to you. Like, I felt like I always saw you, even though it was only one day a week and I was working full time. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. I think it's just because we, you know, we connected and, you know, and I knew that this was just, you know, sort of the, not, you know, not at the start of the career, but almost, you know, for you, I mean, you've come, look at, look at you. So, um, you know, it was just, I don't know, you were just always this positive light and you still are. Oh, thank you. And, <laughs> and same to you. And let me look where we are today. Like you're, writing a book. Okay, so tell me how you got the idea for writing yes. or the inspiration for writing this book. Okay, sure. So three years ago, I was in Florida. And I don't know, I just had this like burning passion on wanting to tell people how to sell basically and how to be successful in retail and how to service and uh, really find purpose and fulfillment in, in inside first, and then um, really communicate it to the customers. So, but there are, you know, some sort of selling techniques and you, that I put in the book, that's what it, it was supposed to be how to sell, um, but without feeling the guilt, basically. So that was supposed to be the, the original, you know, title of the book. But uh, there is a chapter in the book about that, by the way, <laughs> turned yeah. into a chapter. And I just started jotting down notes. And then as I was experiencing um, just occurrences, I would be just jotting them down and be like, everybody needs to hear about this. Everyone needs to know about this, you know? So that's what I was doing sometimes nightly, sometimes weekly. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it just sort of morphed into a book. Um, I met this fantastic publisher, Jackie Camacho, uh, last October. Before that, we met her together, actually. Um, yes. I think that was in September. Gosh, it's, I don't know where the, so the time goes. Yes, she's so inspiring. She has a publishing company, and she's like, Becky, okay, let's go ahead. We got to do this. So um, that's Big Factor Publishing. And it sort of just started, I started organizing it. I started organizing all my notes and and uh, I really made sure that it, it made sense, you know, just chronologically. Uh, but then once disruption hit, which was the COVID, that is when I was like, holy cow, wait a second. This isn't a, just about, you know, selling and finding your purpose. It really is truly about more than that. It's about uh, what do we do when things feel uncertain and how we react to that and uh, never giving up and you know that gives me goosebumps it's you know because we just gotta we have to be strong and and really be grateful for the industry that we're in and make sure that um, we show that every day so yeah I know a lot of parts in your book talk about that and you know how you're writing a book in one state of 
the world and then all of a sudden it completely changes and you have to totally pivot your you know what you're talking about yeah I mean and challenges come up as as you're even you know in the process so I want, I'm wondering about that. Like, were there any challenges that you had while you're writing this book? Um, anything that you like, you know, ever scared you or that you had to overcome while writing? Yeah, it was really when, when COVID hit and that's when it became real to me that there is, there needs to be more substance in this book because we're talking about lives. We're talking, you know, and that's why I shared so many more personal stories, that's when it sort of really came to life. And actually that's what makes me the most proud. But at the same time, when I was writing the book, there is only truth when you're telling your own story between yourself and your pen and your paper. You know, there's no, there's no hiding anything. So that was the scariest part. And I remember many times as I was writing, um, I would would just, you know, they would hit the paper, you know, because I would, sometimes I would type, sometimes I would write it. And, um, you know, so the tears were just streaming down and, um, and some of the stories that I'm sure, you know, since you did read it, I'm sure you're, you know, so, sort of what I'm talking about. And that was the scariest, but the most fulfilling. And I think quite honestly, from the feedback that I'm getting, it's been the most helpful to other people. I was going to say, like, some of those stories that you share, like, it's not just about the lipstick, and you really go way deeper than the surface of what some people might think of the cosmetic retail world as, and it really is all about human connection, like you say. It is, yes, exactly. There is something when you are, um, you know, just bringing out someone's inner beauty and then you hand them that mirror. And right now, you know, it's, we can't touch, but still, we are still connecting. When, when we were touching, even what, you know, that feeling when you hand them that mirror, there's, I don't know, like a, a light just brightens inside of them and it shows on the outside. But even now, just, you know, tips and tricks and um, just that relationship that we have in retail in general, you know, I mean, we are instant friends with our customers and it builds on uh, from there. So you, customers, I think, get a lot from from us, but we get so much from our customers too. Absolutely. And I mean, going from, you know, making someone feel really beautiful with hands-on tips and techniques to now being in a mask world like where do you feel like that human connection stands when someone comes in and they really want to feel beautiful and confident and you know we have our masks and different things going on you know this is when it, it's so bizarre because i was thinking about that the other day and even just sitting here with you right now virtually i feel just as connected as if you know, we were sitting next to one another, you know, I'm seeing your beautiful face, we're having, we are connected. And so really, even though we're masked, you know, in person, we still have that strong connection with our customers and with each other, even as coworkers, we Mm -hmm. still have that. And you can feel, um, you know, you can feel the, the, how you care, 
from one another and, and just, you can, you can see the eye smiling, right? Mm-hmm. If you see that. Um, but really it's, I think what it is, it's making us work a little bit harder and making sure that we have that connection with one another and there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. You know, mm-hmm. if anything, it'll be stronger. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> So you, like we said, are a woman of many different talents, wore many different hats, and while you're writing this book, you were still working full-time and being a mom of three. How did you balance all that? Where, when did you even write? <laughs> so this is the thing. I think when you invest in yourself and you truly are doing something else in your personal life that you believe in, it makes you stronger in the rest of in rest in the rest of the areas of your life. So me writing this book made me a better employee. It made me a better mom. They saw me work so hard on this book every single night. I did it at night. You know, I did it whenever I had a moment. Even um, you know, when I would come home from work, I, I knew I had something to jot down, or else I would make a a, a note, a voice note. I'm not techie, I don't even know like exactly <laughs> what that's called, but a voice note. And then I would listen to it back um, at night. But that's really, you know, I feel like when you do things that are not self-serving, you really find the gratitude. And that's when you slow down in the other areas of your life. Because I didn't write this book for me. I wrote it for everybody, you know, for anybody to read it and to help their life and um, to create sort of a more of a a purpose for everyone else. Mm -hmm. You wrote it out of passion too. Yeah. You feel like when you do something you're more passionate about, like, and you're just doing it because you want to, it doesn't even feel like work necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it out of, you know, what's in your heart. You know, it's so funny. So right before this book came out, someone reached out to me. Just, she was uh, an intern at a store and she was given my name just to sort of, you know, get my insight. Uh, She's just starting her career. She just graduated from college. And so I said, absolutely, I'd love to talk to her. And so this intern called me and, um, you know, I'm giving her advice. And honestly, it was, I could have talked to her all day, you know, because she had questions and we were just, uh, we were just chatting away. But after about 20 minutes, I caught myself repeating what's in my book. And I told her, I was like, I, I have to be honest with you. Every single piece of advice that I could even think of is in this book that I wrote and it's coming out and I need to send it to you. So this is what I want you to read because truly this is everything that I believe in and personal experiences through the uncertainty and, and honestly selling tips and what to do while you're at work and what to do when you're at home. And believe me, I am not perfect at all whatsoever. And I have plenty of times that I need to look in this book and reread it because sometimes it's, you know, we have a lot of mind chatter and, um, you know, it can really distract us from what's in front of us. What I love too is that you're so transparent with that in the book and you speak of situations that not only you have expertise in, but that you've learned from and are upfront with what those situations look like. And I think 
it's not about how, you know, how perfect someone is, but how you deal with your imperfections or what you learn from them. And you mentioned in the book too, that you're always learning. And that's one of those advice you give to, you know, people in the cosmetics industry of all levels, I mean, is to always be learning. Always, you know, and that's, I describe it as, and this is what I tell my kids, I describe it almost like a building block. So, you know, if my kids don't want to learn something right away, and I'm like, no, it's going to build on top of one another and you're just going to keep growing and keep experiencing. And in the book, I, I put, um, you know, it links together almost like a puzzle. So every single thing that you learn, it links together and you just form this beautiful picture of knowledge and no matter what, when you learn something, it helps in some way or another, either right then in that moment or in the future. That's what I've really, I've really found. And that self-investment, when you do keep learning, that's when the real growth truly happens within ourselves. I love that you mentioned that. And I, I think also you mentioned the book, you know, doing something each day that will make you stronger tomorrow and it's you know you might not see you know some days it's just about surviving or just about you know getting through the day and that's okay you know as long as you're doing something that's going to you know help you some way or shape or form in the future and I think for a lot of people in today you know today in cosmetic retail it can be hard to you know think that way but I love how your book gives those um that inspiration and you know, building blocks for that mindset. I love that. Every night um, I try to, and this is what I like to do. It's almost my little habit. Before I go to sleep, when I'm just relaxing in bed, I think about the day and I'm like, okay, what, what was important to me today? What did I accomplish today? And did I, did I have an impact on anyone today? So those are the questions that I sort of self-reflect on at night. Sometimes too, it's just surviving the day. It's okay. You know, that's an accomplishment. And that's something that you can say, okay, no, that, this is what happened today. I'm here and uh, tomorrow's going to be a new day and, and that's okay. So, um, you know, it just, it just depends uh, with everybody and at different times in your life, but every day I just, and actually that is how I go through my day. If I just feel unmotivated I don't know, I'm just maybe down or depressed or, um, I don't know, nervous. I always say, okay, I know I'm going to have to self-assess myself tonight. So how am I going to get myself out of this? You know, what, what am I going to say about my day today? So absolutely. Yeah. And you, you also talk about being so present in the moment and, you know, not waiting to, find happiness or to turn around a situation. I mean, that mindset of I'll be happy when things get better or I'll be happy when things are this way is just so almost like self-sabotaging. Um, it is. You know? Because we're never happy. Right. I, I was talking about this with uh, one, of my, one of my girlfriends the other day and it's, a, it's called destination addiction, okay? And we are always going to want something else you know, and we can't just say, okay, yeah, I, well, you know, things just aren't right for me right now. You know, I'm unhappy with my job. I'll be happier when I'm in another job or, you know, I'll be happier when, um, you know, I find the man of my dreams. That's, those are the examples I use, you know, but 
that's not that's not what truly makes you happy. What makes you happy is you and uh, just being grateful in the present moment. And you and I, I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> I won't either. I was going to bring that up next. <laughs> oh my god, we need to talk about this. Oh my gosh, yes. So you know, I remember when we really started working together side by side. Okay, and you just. I knew sometimes what you were thinking because I was exactly the same way. You could always read my mind. <laughs> you, could, you could always, you could always read me. Like you could read me like a book. <laughs> because, you know why? Because I was, I was the exact same way. Um, I was always very excited, you know, and I wanted to succeed and um, focused, but at the same time, a little bit too inward and not focused on what was going on in front of me. And that's when um, I know, because you have to train your brain. I used to always talk to people a lot of the times, not all the time, but a lot of the times. And I'd be like, oh gosh, thinking about what I was going to say, okay? Or being in a, um, in a meeting and not listening to other people, really because I was A, nervous about what I was gonna say. So I was thinking in my mind, what, you know, is, is this going to sound okay or forget it, you know, you will sound better when you are truly present in the moment and you are who you are. I stumble on my words all the time, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, it is what it is. I am who I am. And I remember this one time you were doing exactly that. And I said, you got to get out of your mind and listen to what's going on. And you were like, Yes. <laughs> I wasn't just like that for a while. I was like that for like most of my career. I was always very worried of, am I, am I going to make it for myself? Like, that's what I was worried about. Like, I just need to make sure that I, you know, secure, you know, a future for myself and take care of myself. And uh, this feeling of trying to feel good enough. And it wasn't until we sat, we were sitting down at this one store. We were at Panera Bread outside and we were sitting down and it wasn't I until yes. I was just, I just completely opened up to you. Not only was I happier in my job with just making people feel beautiful, but I was also really happy in my personal life. You know, it transitioned into, you know, fulfilling my purpose at work even more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is true success though. That's, that is redefining success. You know, so, um, yeah, I love that, that story. And I'm so happy that that, that mm -hmm. and you, you give great that. advice, you give great advice in the book for, you know, and reassurance that if you do that, it will be okay. You know, you will be a better employee for you will fulfill will be, other people's yes. lives so much more. Exactly. It will be more than okay. And at first I wrote in the book, there's a subhead in here. It's, you know, part of a chapter and it says, I think it's, an actual chapter, you will be more than okay. First it said, you will be okay. But no, you will be more than okay. You know, especially when you are truly, truly happy doing what you love and taking that time for yourself, whatever that might look like. We cannot control the future. That is just, that's what I found out. And, and I did write about that. And I, and I really did um, find myself when I realized I need to just focus on right now because the only thing that we can control 
is ourselves and our reactions. We can't control anything else, nothing at all. <laughs> so, yeah, there are so many situations you talk about in the book, like with family, with, you know, you even had struggles with infertility and, you know, going through IVF and, but yeah. you talk about something that, um, and I think I got the same advice when I started my position here in Indy and that's take care of your family first, always put your family first. Mm -hmm. And I want you to talk about how you, how you kind of did that and how that helped you through your different struggles. So, you know, jobs, no matter what position you're in, um, can definitely be overwhelming. Okay. And especially retail right now, you're, you know, you can really catch yourself spinning at times, um, just because of all the uncontrollables. But truly when you have your home taken care of, your family is happy, um, for, I know for me, if I am unhappy, my family is unhappy. And that to me is not my purpose. My purpose is to um, see them happy and, and truly take care of them and feel organized as much as possible. <laughs> you know? uh, but, you know, really when you have all, when all of that aligns to the best of, of your ability, then it does translate into your job because then when you go to work, you also leave your, you know, home at home and you're able to really focus and you feel confident that everything's okay at home. But at the same time, when you're at home, you leave your job at your job. And um, that's been a struggle for me and I think for moms all over because uh, there's guilt on both ends. And sometimes we just don't know how to balance that. And, you know, it's, it's like, I feel like sometimes I, I feel like this awesome employee, you know, just everything's on fire, I'm ready. But, um, but then I feel guilty and I neglecting my family and I'm doing everything and, 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 and that part of my life. But then sometimes I feel like this awesome mom, you know, like today I feel, I feel really great. I, my kids are, they're organized and, for this remote learning for today, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, then I'm like, oh gosh, well, you know, I do have a day off, but sometimes I like to, you know, take a look at my work and I'm even on my days off, I know that's, you know, whatever, cliche or whatever, but, you know, I can't do that today. And that's okay because today my focus is on um, talking with you and, and really helping my kids with school. So, it's a, it's a definitely a guilt thing, no matter what, but there's a balance that, and a separation that has to happen too. So interesting. And so, so true. And that can be hard to, hard to, I guess, ex accept and like feel okay with. Right. Um, yeah. But I mean, you're absolutely right. So we had our listeners sub uh, submit some questions and okay. I'm very surprised by some of them because you would think some people in the beauty retail world will be interested in hearing about one thing, but they're interested in so much more. Okay. <laughs> so we have some people asking about your struggles with infertility and your IVF journey. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, you know, it was after, gosh, I don't even know where to begin because it was such a long journey. Uh, I was 26 years old. I had this plan in my mind about having a baby. I had a nanny all picked out, which was my mom. I told the story in, in the book. And, um, you know, it was 
again, this plan. I'm a planner. I like things organized. And it was, I even told her, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to work 30 hours a week. <laughs> and these are the days that I'm going to work after, you know, this baby is born, super excited. And then after four months, which is ridiculous, and I don't suggest that for anyone because I, I didn't get pregnant. And I was like, well, why am I not pregnant yet? I don't understand why I'm not getting pregnant. I'm, you know, this young, healthy person. And so I lied to the doctor, to the fertility doctor, and I lied. And I said, I've been trying to get pregnant for 12 months because I did my research and a fertility doctor won't take you um, really unless you've been trying for 12 months to conceive. Uh, I, because I just wanted the magic pill to bring me a baby. That's yeah. the whole thing. I knew fertility was a thing and I wanted it to happen. I was ready. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I wasn't really thinking of, wait a second, what is meant to be this type of thing? Um, I found out I had a tumor on my pituitary gland, which controls my hormones. So um, that's why I, I was not getting pregnant, um, even though four months is not a long time, but it was almost like that was the reason why I had this in me because I'm glad I went to the doctor and, and found this out and that was the issue. Um, you know, I had no idea about that, um, about you with the pituitary gland tumor either. I mean, yeah, you know, I never, I never really thought about it. I'll be honest, because that wasn't my focus. My focus was getting pregnant. I was just more annoyed by it, that this was happening. So like, I was like, why do I have this? Yeah. Like I'm, I just want to get pregnant. So what, okay. I, I have this. What do I need to do? Um, fast forward. Um, we ended up you know, going through 16 months of fertility treatments. It was like a blur, a lump in my throat was um, was there the entire time, on the verge of tears, the entire time, uh, you know, and I would, there's so much, there are so many layers to the story, but, you know, it was, it was a difficult time in my life. And it's, when you're going through fertility, that's all you think about. That is it. You can't think about anything else except for I want to have a baby. And all you do is you see pregnant women all of them. You know, I for me, I there's people cope with different with this in different ways. For me, I was very, I kept everything in. I barely told anyone, you know, that I was going through this. And the what part of the reason is is when you're going through fertility, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of comments, you know, that I really couldn't handle at the time, you know, and that is, oh, just relax. Or, oh, I had, um, oh gosh, I look at my husband and I get pregnant, you know, and but they don't mean it. People, they don't mean right. anything by it. They mean, right. oh gosh, I, you know, oh no, just relax. And so it's not like a, a negative thing. People think they're so, helping or they, yeah, exactly. They yeah, exactly. So, um, but I ended up going through in vitro. I had twin boys. I thought the in vitro was the hardest thing that I was going infertility. Infertility was going to be the hardest thing, but um, it was actually having the boys uh, premature. And you know, it went it went from having infertility. That was oh, this is the hardest thing in my life. Then it was trying to keep the Just pregnancy. Got harder. Yeah. And then it was, well, now I need to keep the, you know, and, and I would be go, I was on bed rest for 15 weeks on. So then it was, oh no, this is the hardest thing. And then, uh, and then it was then uh, premature. And then, you know, it's just, your life is just all about 
you know, really worrying about that. And I wish somebody would, would have just told me it's going to be more than okay, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Well, I feel like a lot of your, you know, a lot of things that you put in this book can help people that are in that situation right now that might not have anyone to say that to them. It was the time, this is the advice that I can give people. It was the time that I found my faith. So whatever your, you know, their faith is, that is the time to really connect with it. Because, um, you know, my husband and I, Tim and I would, would pray. I would drive him to the train every morning and we would, we would pray together. And um, that was just, that was our, that was our way to not only um, have that reconnection with faith, but really connect with each other. The people that are supporting you, that love you and focus on them, focus on taking care of yourself too, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, it's very difficult to calm down when you're going through fertility. So I did find yoga for fertility. Uh, that really helped me find um, just being centered and taking a breath and having those moments that you, you really can't, kind of, you can't think about anything when you're doing yoga ex- mm-hmm. or else you'll fall, <laughs> you know, because you're right. doing, so that's how you balance. And so that was my way um, through meditation and yoga for fertility to really clear my mind and um, have that time to, I don't know, just to stop thinking about it for a second, you know? Yeah. That's got to be so hard because everything is so fast paced. There's so much coming at you. Again, you were like still working. I mean, I actually left my position as an account coordinator to become um, an artist, a a national artist for another company, thinking that was going to be less work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) First of all, if you're a hard worker, there's no position that you are going to have <laughs> that's going to be less work. <laughs> like, that's a, you're always going to be good. working hard. Yeah, right? Like, it was not less work. It was still the same. And then I was traveling, if not, you know, not if not more than I was before. Oh, gosh. But um, so I did take a step down. I went back to um, Estee Lauder, which, you know, that was my six months that I left. I don't think a lot of people even know that. Um, but that was a time that, I um, became a product manager and I had a choice of a higher volume. There were two product manager positions open, a very, very high volume and a lower volume. And I, uh, I took that lower volume and I, and I needed to at the time. And that is okay. You know, so I, I guess that that's what I, another piece of advice. It's okay to not be able to do everything all at once. You know, it's okay to say, no, I can't do that right now. So um, I felt like I was disappointing people at the same time, but I knew in my heart that was the right thing to do. And I think a lot of times too, you get distracted by what other people might think of you. And that's something that I touched in this book a few times mm-hmm. that can just distract you as well. And I mean, you just need to stay true to yourself and not worry about what other people are assuming about you, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think that's so hard, especially today when you're always sharing, everyone's always sharing how they're feeling, what's going on in life. I feel like you never miss a beat on anyone's life, right? So whether it's struggles with infertility or children at home or just personal struggles with yourself. I know me myself, I've had to like 
turn and say, I, I need a day. Like how, like, how do you, you know, not feel guilty? Like, you know, but it's so important, like you're saying. It is because it'll just make you better, you know, in all aspects of your life. But I need that reminder all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what's so, what's so interesting too, is that while you were taking that step back, like you were still learning, maybe not even, maybe even without even knowing it, like the things you did to try to take care of yourself and make sure that you could fulfill other people's, your purpose for other people, like in the long run, look yeah. where it brought you today. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's actually, okay, this just came to me, but that's, I love that you just said that because I was trying to think, well, what did I learn? Well, I learned, I'm, well, I'm, always, I'm a control freak. Okay. And <laughs> when I took that step down and I couldn't do everything that I wanted to do, I actually was, I was elevating others around me because I needed their help and I needed to teach them. So I really think in that aspect, and I don't know, I just realized that. So I think in that aspect, it really taught me to, that I don't need to do everything myself. And, um, and it benefits others too, when you don't do everything yourself, when you teach them, when you let other people, um, you know, have that responsibility. And really the, the person that I trained uh, ended up taking my spot. So, um, you know, it was, it was great. So thank you for even bringing that up. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so I wanted to talk about like, what, what would you say for people? Because there's, a, there's so many people that have this huge passion for beauty and that they believe it's not just about the lipstick and they love making people feel beautiful. And, you know, it all starts from within. And with all these different changes, a lot of people are finding themselves in different spots of, you know, cosmetics retail they've never been in before, or maybe they're not in it right now. What would be your advice for them? Like if the situation has changed or it looks different? You know, my advice is keep the, if you're working, if you are in the store right now, your main focus is to keep the doors open. That is the biggest thing. I don't care what you need to do in that store because I, you are probably doing things that you did not sign up to do, right? Mm-hmm. You did not sign up to do these things that all of a sudden you are sometimes miserable doing, <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. But the whole, again, think of the purpose. The purpose is to keep the doors open so because this is a moment in time. And we, it is up to us to make sure that it doesn't collapse. So we have something to come even more thriving to come back to when this is sort of in the past. Okay. And that means, you know, all of a sudden we can, we'll be able to touch people again and, um, and things will be, I don't know about ever going back to normal, but maybe a, a, a new normal, um, more lenient normal than it is now. But that's what I have to say to the people that are working. You, there's no time to waste. And everything that you're doing, all of your efforts, even though they might make you miserable and you're like, not what the heck, I didn't sign up for this. Keep doing that because it is for a a bigger purpose. It truly, truly is. And if we all thought that way, if we all think that way, then that's when the unity really comes alive and we say, okay, we're in this together, okay? And we're gonna help one another stay open and keep thriving. And, and really be able to make a difference 
in people's lives because ultimately that, that is why we do what we do. But uh, for those that don't have a job right now, maybe they will let go or, um, you know, furloughed, by the way, I didn't even know what furlough meant until COVID. Me either. I didn't know that furlough and laid off were the same thing, basically, or that they had similar meetings. I was like going around like, you know, like I would use that word and they'd be like, oh, so you mean this? And I was like, um. Yeah, never heard of that word. You know, but if you are, you know, I've been there uh, and that is when the, the, if you, if you right now, are not in the job that you had or you are in a transition, keep in mind, number one, it's not a vacation, not a COVID vacation. This is the time to invest in yourself, learn a new skill, uh, because no matter what you learn, it will make you better overall. So just because you learn a new skill doesn't mean, oh, I'm gonna have a new career. Um, it may not mean that, but uh, when I was laid off, I got my real estate license. And let me tell you, I learned so much about selling and opened my eyes on this new selling world that it made me stronger when I was actually uh, promoted into the position that I'm in now. So uh, it just, whatever you do, keep learning, utilize resources and um, don't take it as a pause in your life. That's why I quoted that. Uh, if the world puts you on standby, get on another flight because you cannot take a break. Mm -hmm. This is your time to keep moving. And two, you know, because you might, for me, I had a lot of anxiety and uh, depression when I got let go. I was like, well, what's my meaning in life? You know, this is my meaning. This is, this is my life. This is who I am is, is you know, right. a big part of this is my what job. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, you know, but, but keep in mind that, no, you are here for a reason and keep going and it will be more than okay and live for each and every day so that's my advice i love that well i love everything that you have in the book i mean you have you have not had it easy you have literally like had you know you've experienced it all <laughs> like you said from being <laughs> from being laid off to, you know, your personal and family struggles to, you know, taking on different positions. But what I admire about you and your transparency in the book and your advice is that you were so present through it all and you truly tried to make the best of every situation. Like, and that's really inspiring, you know? Well, I, you know, I had my moments, so believe me. But the one thing is, is that um, I learned to not be afraid to ask for help. You know, so don't be afraid to ask for help if you're going through something. You know, be vocal about it to somebody that you trust, a mentor, a family member, anything. Just, um, you know, it's okay to, to be vulnerable and it's okay to be vocal about it. You may not have to, you know, shout it to the world, but you have to be able to talk to, to somebody about it. So... Totally. And you were that person for me many times when you were <laughs> my, my, my boss. So always, always. And did out. <laughs> no, I love, yeah, you are the sunshine. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, Becky talks about so much in her book, impact, hashtag impact. It's true. A lot of people, you know, say it's a book you can go back to and you can reference a page you know, whatever you're going through that day, you can turn to a page if you're feeling uninspired, if you feel like you can't do it all, if you're going through, you know, 
something in your life and it will just pick you right back up. And I mean, I love that, you know, you always go back to, it's not just about the lipstick. It's really mm -hmm. about what purpose are you filling in other people's life? Well, that makes me so happy that, you know, that because that's exactly, you know, the purpose of this book. Mm -hmm. So thank you for, for having me on and being able to, you know, tell these stories about it. I'm so proud to know someone like you and just so blessed to have you in my life and everyone can have you in their life. Like with this book you, is literally, you're so authentic. You, you, everyone can have that connection with you and I can't wait. Well, I cannot thank you enough. And I think all the viewers have to know that I called you one day and this was for like a self-reflection exercise. And I called you one day and I said, Kayla, if you think of one word to describe me, because I'm, you know, we're all like our worst critics, right? So I'm like, if you could think of one word to describe me, what would it be? And you go, impact. It's true. And that's it's where, true. you know, and that's why you wrote the forward because um, I was like, oh my gosh. But, you know, you know, it's, I was very honored. I was very humbled at the same time, but that's, um, that's why we're here. So thank you. Well, you're so, it's true. I mean, you, you leave an impact wherever you go. And this book, you know, truly inspires. I wouldn't have launched this podcast if, you know, I hadn't been talking to you and you hadn't, you know, helped me to activate my impact. So. Yes, activate your impact 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> activate, why wait? <laughs> why wait? Yes, and everybody's stories are so valuable, you know? So they're so valuable to ourselves. And when we reflect on them, we say, wow, I really came a long way. And then you're, and then you get to, to share it. So it's great. So I'm very proud of you too. Well, Becky, how can people get in contact with you and where can they get this book? So um, <laughs> the book is currently on Amazon. So just search Impact by Becky Feely, or you can find the link in my bio on Instagram. And that is Becky Feely 16. Um, let's see, how else? Oh, our website, activateyourimpact.com. So uh, it says uh, click to purchase. It brings you to the Amazon. So those are, those are the ways, but it's us uh, just exclusively through Amazon right now. Okay. Awesome. And for all of our listeners, I link the um, Amazon link for the book in the Instagram bio as well. And I'll put the link in the description to this podcast. Awesome. Um, so what is next for you? <laughs> Well, I am, it's so funny because I am actually going to have a press release interview next. So I don't really know really what that means. I've never done a press release. Um, so that's going to be that. And then I also have a surprise coming up that I'm not going to give away um, with one of my very best friends, Sarah Stone. So more to come on that. Uh, and we're going to have a book review uh, party and that's going to be in a few weeks so that's that's that for right now <laughs> so incredible so incredible well are there any last words that you'll leave leave people with today oh you just never give up keep going get out of your yeah don't let the mind chatter um hold you down and don't let fear get in your way either thank you so much for being on my pleasure. Good luck to you, Kayla. This is going to be awesome. I'm excited to hear the rest of your podcasts. I'm, I am 100% a subscriber. Well, thank you so much, Becky. And thank you. I will talk to you soon.
Sounds great. Um, what is one beauty tip that makes you feel really beautiful? Oh gosh. Um, that's a great question. I would have to say I, I need mascara in my life. Okay. Um, but I would just, I would say the beauty tip is really just taking care of my skin. That's what makes me feel good. So okay. I, yeah, every morning and every night I take that time. So what is one beauty product that you cannot live without? It's all of my social media. It's the product <laughs> that I've used since I was 18 years old when I had horrible acne and my face hurt and I walked into an Estee Lauder counter and um, this woman put advanced night repair on. In fact, I have it literally in front of me with it open. <laughs> 100%. It's like that all-in-one product. Um, no one should live without it. 100%. Last one is body creams or perfume? Ah, creams all the way. Okay. I'm hydration, like, never will live without it. Yes. Oh, Adriana, she is a fragrance girl. Erin Beauty is a staple. She put on hibiscus palm today for school. She said it makes her feel homey. Okay, her friends are going to be like, girl, what do you have on? Oh, She's going to be like, parents. Karen Beauty. <laughs> no, the parents text me. Well, how oh does your God. daughter smell so good? Not kidding. It's hysterical. <laughs> she's going to grow up to be just like you. Oh, Not even kidding. Like, Adriana. better than me, I think. Well, it just goes to show the impact that you have on, like, literally everyone around you. And I don't know. I'm so proud of you. And I'm so excited for everyone to get their hands on this book. I... I just think it's exactly like I, I want the only way I can thank you is for thanking you for writing the book that we all need right now. Next week on the Beauty of You podcast, another one of my good friends, beauty boss, real estate investor, and landlord, Sarah Stone, will be joining us. Tune in to learn more about her journey and tips for achieving financial freedom.